Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Pastor Alex Bryan here. I'm in studio with Pastor Chase Replogle. He is the pastor of Bent Oak Church. He's also, um, he does the, the Pastor Writer podcast and he is the author of The Five Masculine Instincts. Welcome to the studio, Chase. What's going on this Hey, morning? thanks for having me, man. I'm honored to be here. So Alex is a great friend, and so always enjoy an opportunity to get to talk to you. I know you've written on manhood and masculinity recently, too, and so uh, uh, always an important conversation, and you're a great one to have it with. Well, absolutely. So tell me why you wanted to write on manhood. Like, and Give me your thoughts on it. Well, as a pastor, I obviously have a lot of men in my congregation, and I was watching as I was watching as the word masculinity was becoming controversial. I don't know if you've recognized this, but I wrote this book, The Five Masculine Instincts, and I recognized pretty quick just putting the word masculinity on a book cover makes it controversial, regardless of what's even in the book. You don't have to read the book, and people will start having opinions pretty fast. People have a lot of questions today about what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean uh, to deal with masculinity in our culture and our society as individuals in the church? And so I wanted to explore that primarily for the men in my congregation who are trying to understand how do I become a better man? How do I become a more Christ-like man? And that was becoming a harder and harder conversation to have in our culture. Yeah, so tell me about your family. Sure. So I'm married and have two kids. Yep. So uh, Will, my son, is nine, and Charlotte, my daughter, is six. And so we pastor here in Springfield, uh, live in Ozark, love the community, been here for um, since I came. My family's from this area originally. I grew up in Jefferson City, but then came back here for college and have never left, stuck around. Yeah. So I, in your book, you, you tell a story um, about um, hanging out with your son, your boy, and like just doing and exposing him to masculine um, things and stuff like that. So share a little bit about that. Yeah, so one of the things I think is the problem we're facing right now is there's kind of two approaches to masculinity. One of them is masculinity is toxic. It has to be deconstructed, and we have to have a new form of manhood for today. But then there's a kind of opposite reaction that's happened where we think, no, your raw masculine instincts, that's your salvation. That's your identity. You just need to indulge whatever sort of raw masculinity you're feeling. I think what we're missing is the conversation about how do we just mature and grow as men? How do we become better men? And so as I'm raising my son and spending time with him, there's plenty of cliche things we enjoy doing together. We like hunting and we like baseball. But all of those things are supposed to be tools for developing character, for bearing greater responsibility and serving better. And so in all the ways I'm having those conversations with my son, I'm trying to, it's never just external expectations. It's always about how do we grow in character and become a person who can bear greater responsibility? One thing I like about you, Chase, and I mean, you, you're an intellectual brother. I mean, (laughs) like I'm a, I'm a simple brother. Like you, you, (laughs) you write on a level like way deeper than I do. And in, in your book, and I read it, it's a great book. Um, you, you, for all your instincts, you give a Bible character Mm -hmm. and then you also kind of weave this Shakespearean theme you know, through there as well. Like, I'm like, this, it's actually brilliant. I would have never thought to do that, but it's a very interesting read. And so, um, you know, let's talk about some of this, you know, the, these Bible characters and, and how you, you pick those, the individual ones for some of these instincts. Give us an example of that. Like, sure. Yeah. I stumbled across, um, Shakespeare has some of the words will be famous to people. They'll know them all the world's a stage and each of us have our entrance and exits. And Shakespeare says a man in his day plays several parts. And what he's getting at is, 
as we live as men, there are phases, seasons of life where we're motivated by very different things. Uh, we have different ways of behaving and acting and priorities. And so Shakespeare gave those as, as little images, everything from a schoolboy who's reluctantly dragging himself to school, which I know well in this last week as my kids started back to school, all the way to kind of a retiree who's no longer engaging the world and spending more time kind of around the house. And I recognize that you can see those instincts, those images in the, the men of the Bible as well. And so I write about um, what I call the five instincts, which are sarcasm, the story of Cain, the firstborn of humanity, adventure. I write about the great Samson stories and the instinct of adventure, ambition with the life of Moses, reputation with David, and then finally apathy with Abraham towards the end of his life. Yeah. And I noticed like... So I just put out a book um, on masculinity, yep, which is great. I've had a chance to read it too and endorse it. Well, thank you. Yeah, you were one of. You've always been a good friend to me. Um, but yeah, so we we I kind of weave. I stick on the life of David and King mm-hmm. Saul reputation, and I talk about how he was a man who had a huge failure. Everybody knows it. I mean, with Bathsheba committed adultery and then conspiracy to commit murder and then government cover up. I mean, you know, it's like nothing of the government today. But I mean, but yet. And I say this, it's not what you do that matters, it's what you do after what you do. Because David went on to be a man after God's own heart, and it's because he um, he repented, you know. And so maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, and, and, you know, so, for example, men sometimes, you know, like I love your, your almost the, 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 the evolution, if you will, not in a bad way, but like of the instincts you explore those, but... Men, we, we mess up. We fail sometimes, but yet there is forgiveness. We can move forward and, you know, we can have the reputation that we want. So maybe just speak on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So David's story is set in the context of the first King Saul, who the Bible tells us is appointed king because he's tall and handsome. So in other words, he looks like a king. Let's make him a king. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's got the character to be king, the skill set, and he gets crushed under those external expectations. He just can't live up to them and he could, literally goes mad from it. So the question for David is, can he be a man of integrity or is he going to try to live into this outward image? And of course, he stumbles. He protects his image. He covers things up to protect his reputation. But the thing that I think makes David such a remarkable figure is in the end, he leaves us the whole story of his life, his failures and all um, in a day where he could have. He could have had those records burned. I mean, he could have killed anybody trying to chronicle his life. I mean, yeah. look at our own day. Politicians spend millions to cover up their sins and yeah. protect their public image, hire teams of attorneys to do it. But David not only gives us the stories of his life with all of their failures, he leaves us the Psalms, which are his own words of repentance in which he, he confesses his own sin. And so I like the definition of integrity. Um, and integrity comes from the word integer, a whole number. There's no fractions. There's no missing parts. It's a whole. And that's what you get from David in the Bible. You get a whole life left for us. And it's the call for us as men, too, to say to be men of integrity means we're willing to sort of inventory and bear responsibility for everything that's in our life, the good and the bad. Integrity doesn't mean you always do what's right. It means you're willing to admit when you've done wrong, to your point, and to embrace that and to grow beyond that, to take responsibility for it. That's so good. So the five masculine instincts definitely worth checking out you can get it on amazon you're all over the place i mean you know you're you're big time that's what writers do we hustle right you gotta (laughs) get that word out so tell let's just real quick your podcast it's called the pastor writer podcast so you know tell us about that where'd the inspiration from that come 
Yeah, well, I like doing what we're doing right now, and you and I have done that. I've had you on the podcast as well. I just yeah. like talking with writers about the books they're writing, about important conversations. And so the podcast is just uh, me interviewing Christian authors primarily about their books and stuff I found interesting in them, and been a lot of fun. I've done that a number of years now, so there's yeah. quite a few episodes on there. And I love it, too, because like you're talking about this guy's a local pastor and author, and I mean, people send you books from all over. Like some of the big names in, in Christian writing are like, you're kind of a big deal. I mean, let's just keep it real. So, but hey, listen, give us a word. Like, you know, you know, in this day and age, we just have a lot of negativity and a lot of stuff. Like we, we're talking with the pastor's perspective. We're going to hit some of these, these, these issues that culture is grappling with. And we want to know what the Bible says. And that's, that's the perspective. But aside from that, give us a word of hope, a word of, of, you know, healing or some word for the day that people can, can, um, grab on to. Yeah, well, this last Sunday, we were just finishing up. We're near the end of the book of Nehemiah, and we were talking about um, the word joy. And that famous line from the book of Nehemiah is, uh, uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength, you'll be familiar with. But I think what's really being said there is, God takes joy in protecting and persevering his people. And I think that's a word for all of us right now, particularly in times that are confusing, times that feel threatening, where there's so much anxiety and uncertainty. Not only are we called to be people of joy, but remember, the God that we serve takes joy. His joy is in persevering and protecting and being a shield for his people. So not only do we find that joy by God's Spirit in us, but God himself is rejoicing and taking joy and protecting us. So I would just say don't lose hope as confusing as the times are, as difficult as the times are, as threatening as the times are. We have a God who's persevered his people through them before, and he's certainly going to do it again. And his joy is in doing that for his people. That's so. so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let me just ask you this, and I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears again. How, you know, like, so if the Bears win the Super Bowl this year, who do you think is going to finish second place? Who are they going to be playing? <laughs> well, I'm a Chiefs fan. I said I'm Missouri born, so I don't know about, I, I'll put my money on the Chiefs before the Bears, but I know you're a fan. So. Wait, wait, Chris just put his head in. Like, you, right, <laughs> he you, want, to say. you want to jump in on that? I, I, no, I, no, no, no. I, I just think it's funny that you think the Bears are going to win the Super Listen, Bowl. Listen, you got to have some hope, man. The guy, you know, give, give, give the brother some hope. I just scheduled an event for our church, and I was reminded uh, Sunday that it is for the opening day of the NFL season, which happens to be the Chiefs at home. So Ooh, I think I'm going to have to reschedule that. Yeah, then. You so definitely so, yeah. so tell us how people can find you. Where can they find you? And tell us a little bit about your church. Invite the people out. Yeah, we'd love to have you. So um, we meet, um, uh, if you're familiar with Grace Classical Academy on Cherry Street, our church meets there. And so Bent Oak Church is the name of the church. You can find it online just google search it bentoakchurch.org and uh, you'll have all the information there all right so you and you guys started bent oak church you and your your wife correct we did yeah about 11 years ago now so a great group of people a really relational church and we've it's been such a blessing to our family just to be able to worship with that congregation and uh, do it here in the ozarks where we love living did you know that you wanted to do a, plant a church here in Springfield? Is I that... knew. I felt like I wanted to plant a church, but I didn't think it would be in Springfield, right? Yeah. So I talk about Springfield having a kind of gravitational force. It just kind of sucks you back in. You've got that story, yeah, right? You leave, that, you come yeah, back. That's yeah. what happens. That's but we just stayed. So, yeah, we love it. So you're a pastor. You're an author. You're a podcaster. What's next for you? What else you got? Your uh, What other irons you got in the fire? You know, we like to get up to Lake Stockton and sail. So that's what I'd like to be doing a little more before this summer ends officially is just a little more time on the lake, a little more time outdoors. Sailing? Yeah. You like to camp. I got to take you, you sometimes. No, so, yeah. no, brother, no, 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 brother. I can't swim. I ain't going <laughs> to. I got life jackets. Nah, brother. You don't got one to fit me, dog. I, do uh, I love the outdoors, man. <laughs>
They, they were making fun of me earlier today because I admitted that I went to a uh, deer hunting seminar this weekend. You hey, know? I'm all right with that. Yeah. I like to bird hunt. So little I've land management. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We'll, we'll get see. Alex out to do that sometime, too. So. Yeah. You think we can? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Chase, Pastor Chase, thanks for coming in. Bent Oak Church, where can the people find you? Yep. So um, Bent Oak Church, Rep Logo is a hard name to spell. So you could go to the fivemasculineinstincts.com if you want info on the book or bentoakchurch.org for uh, church information. Well, there you have it. All right. There it is. Pastor's Perspective with Pastor Alex Bryan. Thanks for joining us today. It's 8. 30 time for news and traffic no news and weather that's what we're doing next right don don lose from the kwto news center